Hey there, it's Chuck from Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation. Before I begin, I am proud to announce that Above the Basement has been nominated for two 2020 Boston Music Awards, Music Podcast of the Year and Live Music Stream of the Year. We would, of course, love your vote. The nominees this year are crazy good, and we are excited but not surprised that so many former and future guests are also nominated. So just like in the upcoming election, your vote matters. Support us and Boston Music by voting at bostonmusicawards.com forward slash vote. Thank you for your support. Ron and I sat in the back room of 40 South Street in Jamaica Plain, buried in denim and various other piles of vintage clothing with masks over our faces on a beautiful day not too long ago. The proprietor, Hilkin Mancini, had to leave every so often to take care of the front of the store, but we got in a great conversation nonetheless. 40 South Street is a vintage clothing store owned by musician, punk rocker, entrepreneur, aerobic instructor, and all-around amazing person, Hilkin Mancini. We first saw Hilkin on stage with her band of incredible women in Band of Their Own at the Foundation to be Named Later event at the Paradise a few years ago. But that is only one of her many musical endeavors. She was also in the great band Fuzzy, the Count Me Outs, and currently plays in the Monsieurs and Shepherdess. But she is also the founder of Girls Rock Campaign Boston, which empowers girls, women, and youth and adults with marginalized gender identities to believe in themselves by providing a supportive community that fosters self-expression, confidence, and collaboration through musical education and performance. Finally, in 2000, she also founded Punk Rock Aerobics, the original do-it-yourself workout that rocks out, combining original punk dance moves with aerobic exercise. Hilkin is awesome, and we love her. So here is our conversation with Hilkin Mancini, recorded at 40th South Street. It's not about vintage, it's about awesome, in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. So what are you doing? Are you screwing up all of her, all oh, of her no, hard work? Just falling, so oh, no, no. You want to sit down? I'm you, good. Okay. Do you want to sit here? No, I'm fine. I'm comfortable. Sure? It's nice. I can. Uh... Sorry. Good guy, Ron. No, this Stop touching things. Wait, can I sit on this thing? All right. I hope this is working. It should be. It looks like it's recording. So we're good. Good job, man. Yeah. Here we are in the the back room of. Uh, vintage. What's what's the store called? Forty South Street. It's a good good name for it. Keep, that's what the address is. You keep on breaking things wherever you're sitting. Things keep on well, falling just, down. And well, if you want to give a visual for what's what the room looks like. Well, we're we're in the fingers. back. We're in the back room of of the uh, vintage clothing store, and it's piled high with vintage clothing, and we are situated. We are we are seated buried in the clothing and the door is open and we are all wearing masks and we are about eight feet apart from each other yes beautiful i'd be interested to see what those this chart here is very interesting it's like a manual chart with little strings with little strips of paper that, that are color coded well it's a calendar if you notice each one each big block is a month oh i see so that says, oh i know what's happening here so this is the girls rock office yes office. yes so this is basically the nonprofit calendar because they need to really be organized about right. how they connect to the community but it looks like a physical visual excel spreadsheet exactly. which i've never seen before it's kind of an interesting way to yeah. to do it no, very sure. manual 
This is vintage. <laughs> That's Microsoft. right. Microsoft. This is vintage where they actually had to cut out pieces of paper. He was and, very concerned because of the Pro Tools issue. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm not used to uh, GarageBand. For some reason, Pro Tools disappeared off of my Mac. It's not a big deal. I can just get it again because I paid for it. But uh, how did it disappear? I don't know. I deleted some files this morning, but they were just, they weren't, they were episodes, not not the software. The icon's there with a big question mark on it, which I saw. And I'm like, Where that's, did I go? that's not good. I'm gone. Question marks on your computer are not a good thing. No. So, but you know, the good thing is that we, we walked into this building and, and as soon as we pressed record, she got a huge influx of customers, which is great. That's what we want. Um, so we're just waiting for her now, and uh, we can we can chat until she gets until she gets here. But she also has she also has pictures of her kids from uh, Girls Rock campaign up there. It looks like yeah. Look at the real punk rockers. Oh, right. oh, here she comes. I like it. Okay. We're just getting to know each other. We're just chatting. <laughs> we were talking about your amazing manual calendar you have up here. Um, well, this was pre-COVID, so none of this happened. It's like a visual Excel spreadsheet that you decided to print out and cut out. It's really creative. Well, it's because, you know, we have this huge, huge work for a strategic plan. So we can, this is our 10-year anniversary. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. We're supposed to have a party and do all this stuff for our big 2020 and COVID happened. It's a way of, like, making sure you're responsible for what you're job and that you're doing it and you follow through throughout the year. And so we made a legend of the two women who we hired, Megan and Charlotte, and then Nora oh, myself, this is the key. which are the founders. Okay. And then this is what we were supposed to get done for the year. And it must be very cathartic to just like rip down a pen and yeah. throw it away or something. Like we did it. But I, I, I have to admit, I haven't seen something like this probably ever in like this kind in this manner with the strips. I mean, this is this takes a lot of work just putting this just putting this together. Well, printing them out and, and cutting them out and putting them up in order and it's a, it's pretty it's amazing but, but it's uh, what, heartbreaking it also makes you realize like it's okay if you can't get everything done because growth sometimes is a myth like you don't have to do all this stuff like right. in a way there's a reason we, we can slow down and we can do That's other true. work within our organization to educate ourselves do more professional development right now so if we can hold a session or, you know, yeah. that that's right all this stuff didn't get done but the world did not fall apart or exactly. your, your world that right. developed. Yes. And instead, we got to um, do some more work internally, you know? No, you're right. And there is something to be said about actually creating things like this to give ourselves a little sanity. You know, it's complicated. Well, strategic plans are really complicated. This is for a nonprofit for Girls Rock. Yeah. yeah. It's 10 years old. Which is 10 years old. 10 years old, yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. That's amazing. Right. How many girls over the whole time? Ten years. Oh god, thousands. I think it's like ten to fifteen thousand. Eighty girls a session for you know ten years. It's only a week, and we do it at Berkeley. They donate a building. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. And and how old are the girls? Girls are well. We say youth now. Yes, youth. youth. I'm sorry. Is, excuse me. It's okay. Eight and up. By sixteen, there's an intern program. Have any of them blossomed into punk rockers in real life? Full and rock stars? Yeah. Well, not, not necessarily full and rock stars, but just people who, like us, who play in bands and continue to play in music. Well, yeah, like us. Yeah, yeah there has been. I mean, 
I'm looking at you as a punk yeah. rocker right now. Well, I'm not a punk rocker, but I, uh, you know what I mean. No, I know. Well, music tends to do that anyways, but you're in a nice, safe atmosphere, too. And that's had that being the point of it, plus having a role model like yourself showing how you can be fearless and and be into this kind of music is uh, I mean, that that must be really inspiring to the youth as well. Right. And it's not me, just me. There's so sure. many amazing, amazing people who volunteer for us that are involved. When you go to GOCB, you can see like you could be anything. Because there are so, I mean, we would be nothing without our volunteers. So all of the people that volunteer year after year, it's so important for them to see any kind of role model to themselves that they could be a lot. So it's an incredible organization. If, if you tell a young girl, a young youth, girl or boy, this is a self-esteem program. You're gonna love it. Right. They're gonna be like, I'm out of here. But I like, <laughs> I like the fact that it's in disguise. Um, that's why it works. The punk aspect. So t- educate me about, we know that we talked about Chuck being punk. But um, <laughs> for all our listeners that don't that's, know Chuck, that's, that's he's a classic punk, punk rocker. What does that mean? The reason I ask it is that I, I could imagine that there's an aspect of some of that culture that has always been bullied their whole lives. And so is there something about punk? rock culture that's like hey you, know, you could be whoever you want well the whole the whole ethos of punk is thinking for yourself okay it's looking at status quo and saying no thanks it's looking at status quo and saying yeah right and that's what i would teach the kids and the youth and say we look at status quo and we say no thank you we say we're going to do what we want to do we're going to think for ourselves and be who we are no one ever tells you you're not supposed to be doing anything you're supposed to figure out what you want to do so the ethos of punk rock to me is that because Girls Rock Campaign was born out of that sort of grassroots concept. I started Punk Rock Aerobics in 2000 and I bought the domain in 2000 and started basically the same idea where something that didn't exist, I wanted. I, I didn't want to go to a gym. I didn't want to fit in the stereotypical images of beauty and wear like the gym bunny outfit and listen to shitty music. Can I swear? Yes. Um, and I totally agree. The shitty music is right. awful. So I was like, you know, if we could like Pogo and Skank to, you know, Mission of Burma or, you know, Eater or the Ruts or the Buzzcocks or the Misfits, yeah. I would go to a class like that. And, and you're like, going to get some exercise. Right. We're like, oh, it'd be so fun. It'd be so funny. And if we could do it in a space that was an alternative space with no mirror, the dark lighting, and you could wear whatever you wanted. And then we're like, oh my God, we should do it. Let's really do it. Well, it's almost like going to a going to a, a punk rock concert a club and just dancing your ass off in the dark there which is a workout in and of right. itself except there's no 
beer. Except there's no beer, yes, of course. Yeah, well, that, that, you could kind of smell. So, so how is it structured then in the setting of you don't want too much structure in this? So, so you go to the road. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So we're, we, we, we switch gears on. quickly. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying that. Well, no, we landed on punk rock aerobics. I'm fascinated with that. Yeah, me too. You want to go back? We can go back. No, I'm just saying that that's how I got involved with the Rock and Roll Camper Girls is because I started Perfect Aerobics and I reached out to them. Yes. The original Rock and Roll Camper Girls in Portland, Oregon. That's how I started the Boston Rock Camper But yeah, in the year 2000, I basically, because I was a dance major at the Boston Conservatory, um, I had... Also, because I was afraid of getting sued, of course, you know, if you're teaching exercise. So I, I became a certified aerobics instructor while Maura, my partner, and, you know, starting the co founder of Pop Rope for me. She was an artist. She did record covers for Dinosaur Jr. Yeah. She was a video artist. She was doing the artwork and the flyers and more of like the cool concept where I was like actually like, mm. <laughs> you know, coming up with like exercise moves. So then we came up with a concept for like, oh, just like a punk rock song with three chords and like a three move for each song. Like, dumb it down, it was super fun. So we would come up with like, okay, let's say we're doing like the Academy Fight Song with Mickey Brown, for example. Like, okay, we're going to do the Pogo, we're going to do the Roto Rooter, and then we're going to do the Skank. And that way you actually get a cardio workout, and yeah. then we can do strength training. We bought bricks at Home Depot, yeah. spray painted our logo on them because it was DIY and it was cheap. We gave people bricks to use the place. Sure. And then went to Building 19. Remember Building 19? I remember Building 19. And we bought huge rolls of foam. You just cut the foam up and those were your nuts. And we would go to the Middle East every Saturday at like 2 o'clock and teach a class to. Oh, so you could do it at the venue? Oh, that was, it was open yeah. pre. The whole point. Yeah. yeah, the whole point is to do it in rock clubs. But it's kind of perfect when you think about it because even though that's the vibe you're looking for in the, in the feel, it's like it's actually open during the day. Totally. And, and there's like just there's nothing the going on during right. yeah. So all they had to do was turn the power on. Some place like we did actually a CDG in New York City. We did it at crazy places when we were in the height of like all the press that we got on VH1 and MTV and stuff. But it was nasty because it smells like God, you know, I could still remember the stench every Saturday going to the downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Smells like the night before is just the greatest line. Smells like the night before? That is pretty good. Chuck Clow. Smells like the night before. Smells like the night before. I like it. That's I like that. That's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> My punk solo record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is punk rock aerobics going on right now? Well, interesting that you asked. I stopped doing it once. The only reason I start I do punk rock rubbish anymore was as a fundraiser with DRC. Yeah. Okay. Through twice rock. a year, January when everyone wants to get fit, I reach out to the Sinclair or once, you know, and they give us a room on a day because there's not one people right. room. All I gotta do is turn the lights on and then um give all the money to the nonprofit. Because I, I mean I I was done. You know, I did that for a long time. Thirty or forty or something. Right. But then recently, you know, people always reach out to me and ask me to do the class. And I'm always like, I don't know. But for some reason, Zone 3, Harvard, they were like, we'll give you a stipend and this and that. And I was like, you know what? I'll bring it back. It's a 20 year anniversary. I should do it. There you go. So I did it. All right. Stay tuned. Oh my God, I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, because you have to leave. <sighs> so does she do it, you think, on Zoom now? I've, I've seen her. She does Facebook Live. Whoa. It's, it's a freaking riot. I mean, even just going. We eat, should definitely do this, Chuck. Like me and you do punk rock aerobics. What do we have to wear? Can we wear punk? 
anything in the store. Well, you know, I was just at the, the a pop-up Halloween store with my kids, and they uh, they sell some pretty. What is that? Well, they sell some pretty awesome punk clothing that we could wear. Well, we have to wear punk. She's sure, she's all punked out. I gotta she's get a punked. Punk rock expert. Right. So we gotta at least like play the she role. Created this and she owns a store. Yeah. What's or your we point? Just ask her what we should wear. Well, no, I think we no. She we, that's very not punk. Asking someone you you should wear. You should go and make your own decision well, about what you're gonna wear. That well, that's why. Wear like this. The, no, say, the, hey, like no, the no, the guy. Well, I guess so. That's that would be very punk of you, I guess. But I think they just sell punk-like uh, clothing and, and costumes at this place. You <laughs> could do totally steampunk. Topic, but speaking of Halloween, yeah, I figured out. I told my kids last yesterday what I'm going to be for Halloween. Yeah, what is that? Ron Bon Jovi. Ron Bon Jovi. Yes. No. All right. So okay. you're thinking about bringing it back. Chuck said he saw you on Facebook. Oh. Well, no, so, you were talking about Harvard, and well, they and they yeah, yeah. Harvard. Tier three? Zone three. And they said, um, you know, we'll give you a stipend. And that, you know, you can do it. And I was like, you know what? It's been 20 years since I brought the domain. Let's bring it back. Even though I'm like, I'm in a store, it's just been a succession of our adult rock camp that we use fundraisers. But I was like, I'm just going to do it. You know, every Tuesday night or something. COVID happened. So I only got to hold one class. But it seemed like people were. Needing to have exercise in their house. They wanted it. Cooped up. So I was like, oh, I'll just do it on Facebook, I guess. I'll just keep it going. Because I had ticket sales through Eventbrite still. Cause it's, you know. Yeah. So I, I did it on Facebook Live and then it did really well. And so I haven't stopped doing it since COVID. It's every Tuesday night? It's every Tuesday night on Facebook Live or uh, now I'm going to be Zoom with the people on Zoom. And uh, one for you on Thursday. I love the youth idea because it combines the whole thing with what you've done. That's cool. So how do you how do you monetize that? Do you want to monetize? So, Unfortunately, I'm not very monetarily driven. I'm kind of. I mean, I'm, I'm 50 years old and I've never made a lot of money in my life. I've had good ideas, yeah. and I've had a lot of great things happen for me. You know, like Fuzzy. I yeah. was signed in the 90s, and like one of our songs were like the top songs in the 90s and Rolling Stone and like really wonderful things got the tour of incredible bands like that so in there yeah. managed by Gary Smith who's you know managed for our muses and yeah. he's a wonderful man he supported us and he's like great great interesting like cool thing lots of tours recently went to Europe with my other band last year so I was up with Fighters with Family Park yeah so great things but I've never had a lot of money <laughs> Yeah, I've never made a lot of money from these things, but I don't think it's ever bothered me because I'm not a monetarily driven person. I'm kind of an artist, and I figured this would give me my life. Like, yeah, yeah. So, well, and it's interesting you say that. I, I don't by any means think that that's the driver, but to me, it's fascinating because it seems like something that would really catch on. Well, it's a not lot that of people, people want to do. People, it's not that people didn't approach us and ask us to franchise it or go on like an infomercial. It was just that we refused because we were too pop, we were too DIY. Oh, we were like, yeah. if you want to do pop rock aerobics, you start your own. Yeah. It's the same concept as a rock and roll camp for girls. The reason why I started doing rock campaign It's a DIY ethos of like, you want to do this? We're not going to just, you know, do like punk world or some ridiculous, stupid infomercial and get people to give us a bunch of money for something. Like, the whole thing is make it your own. Yeah. So we did monetize on it, and that was fucking stupid. 
But you know what? But how do you keep that in like in your heart? Like that's the, who I yeah. am. That's what I always wanted it to be. By the way, I loved Foundation to be named later. So we went twice. Oh. Yeah, we've seen you twice. Oh, yeah, we've, we're, we're big, big fans, fans already. So we talked to Peter yeah. Gammons. We talked to Will Daly. We love it. Oh, we I talked to the sausage that. guy. <laughs> we have. We've we talked, talked to the sausage guy. That's right. Yeah. He's great. I have a hotel baby shower on Monday night. Tomorrow night. You have a what? We're going to Zoom because Megan Tracy is having her baby in February. Is that the only time so you guys have played You guys play together is, is for those events? No, we did that for Kuta. Okay. Last summer. Must be hard since Kay's in California, right? Yeah, so. Kay happened to be here because we had people asking us to play shows and we're like, oh, are we going to do shows? Like, are we going to do other shows? We're like, we're going to ask for a lot of money so that we can get Kay to come. <laughs> That's right. So that's how we do it. If they can afford to get K here, then we'll do it. But without K, we're not doing it. Although I've heard that while the the main event that Saturday night at Paradise is the event to go to, the night before is really oh, yeah. amazing. And we've never I, we've never been able to go to that one yeah, just because did. of time. But uh, yeah. but I've heard that's a lot of fun. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. That's also a good rehearsal. Because, like, <laughs> this last time. Oh no, actually, Cherry Curry showed up but left. Cherry Curry decided that she wanted to. Oh, that's what it was. She decided she wanted to sing the show pro cover with me. But we couldn't practice it because she came for the night before but had to leave because she was freaked out live. So, like, literally 20 minutes before we go on stage, she's like, I'll sing the high part. And I was like, High part. What high part? Because if, if it makes you happy. Yeah, yeah, right? I remember when you guys sang that. There's only one. So, we need to sing the high part. So I'd be like, Jerry, what are you doing? So we had to grab an acoustic guitar and sit at the Paradise right before we got on stage and sang it together. And she sang this beautiful high part with a harmony to the chorus. Oh. There yeah. isn't one in the original version. Yeah, so. But it still was cool. And I was like, amazing. I could see how that would, you would almost, it's almost an illusion when you think that has a high part. How long have you been involved with that? Was that why the band started? Was through... Um... No, Tanya. Because Kay... Would always do it, right? She started it. Yeah. And then one time Tanya had to do it, and she's like, I really want the fuzzy girl. Because Billy took Fuzzy on tour a few times. Like Tanya's Billy. good friend. Belly. Oh, Belly. And so she was like, I want the fuzzy girls like you and Toppin. You and Toppin have to come on stage and sing with me. And we're like, yes. Yeah. So we like go there and sing. And then next thing you know, I'm holding a guitar. Next thing you know, I'm playing in the band. Yeah. And I was thrilled. I love Tanya and Gail. I was honored to be asked back every year. Do you go to Chicago when they do it there too? I have. I can't always go because of my schedule with here at CB and the store and like, you know, but I have gone and it's been a blast. Like that's how I got to know yeah. Will better. You know, you're in the dressing room. Liz Fair, we played show in Chicago and she actually signed a guitar I have. We're saving for our silent auction for CRCB. Oh, cool. Oh, that one that's up there in the, the acoustic? Yeah. One of them signed by Jewel and one of them signed by Liz. Silent auction them. This year in 2020 for a 10 year birthday party. Ah. Let's do it. That's well, what 2021 is for. There's going to be so many parties. Well, I tell you, one thing. is a big year. One of the things I've been telling a lot of people is what I think about Boston music right now after this whole calamity of COVID is that I think there's going to be a, a Boston music renaissance after this. I think people are going to start going to shows more than they ever had before because they need to get out of the house and they haven't been going and they've realized how much they've missed it because because they've been stuck in the house i think it's going to be a whole new scene 
and it's gonna and with some I think some amazing music of, is gonna come out of this. On top of the fact that we've been you know frustrated or whatever and holding back, not able to go writing songs in our bedrooms or whatever, doing stuff. On top of that, rents hopefully and yeah. therefore places can survive like my little space here like they're going to realize like we can't gouge people anymore because there was a pandemic and they couldn't pay background so they're going to open more commercial spaces hopefully events not that this is a dream yeah but it's possible right of course and i also think that because musicians have had to kind of do local concerts wherever they are yeah i think it's going to create more spaces to to play music outside of the city of Boston as well. It's already doing that. It's already doing that. Yeah. I mean, people are even thinking like, oh, I'm going to get generators so we can do outside, outside shows. Yeah. No? I'm really, really interested to see what happens out of this once everything opens up totally. Because right I'm now, excited. I already I already see it. I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. So they got, uh, got salt and pepper up there. See the picture of Prince and the little teeny thing on the desk there there's a little picture of in the frame a little mini frame it's <laughs> so random <laughs> no i just haven't noticed it it's like, it's like, like those princes it's like this is his fourth grade picture <laughs> with a mustache with a mustache he had a mustache since he was two you know chuck you should have that sticker right behind you on the back of your laptop i can't see it, it. says bad okay. bitches get shit done that's true that's that really is we, we were just talking about evan dando Ivan who, who uh, I think that he's, uh, uh, from what I've read, he's actually done some of the aerobics classes with people. Yeah, we, is that did. Correct? we got, we got police escorted out of the building with that man. Really? Tell us that story, can you? Yeah, I will. What was it? Um, what happened? Okay, so at the time, my partner was playing bass with Evan on tour. And even though he had a hotel room, he didn't want to stay in the hotel room. So he stayed with us. And that morning he was putting whiskey in his coffee. And I happened to, with Maura, have a TV show appearance on um, NECN. Yeah. And I was driving Billy Ramey's Jaguar. Remember when I told you about Billy Ramey, the godfather of Boston Rock and Roll, gave me a car? Yeah, yeah. Because my car was broken down? Right. And he was like, you need to continue doing this. That was a Jaguar he gave you? It was a Jaguar. Okay, so not only was it a car, Wait, like I said, when his father passed away, he was a New York Times one of the wealthiest men, like a more kind of character. And Billy Rain was a benefactor of rock and roll, so he brought me a car, and it happened to be a Jaguar. So now I'm going to go to NECN with Maura, the co-founder of Punk Rock World with me, and Evan Dando, because he wants to come. He's like, you're going to be on TV, I want to come. He's been putting, you know, drinking coffee with whiskey in it, and all that kind of stuff. And here we go, <laughs> off to the TV show in the Jaguar. And the whole, you know, Christopher Mutherance, he was interviewing us. Right? Yeah. And there was only one rule, and it was that Maura was going to be being interviewed by Christopher. And then we were supposed to be in another studio room, but we weren't. We were like right where you are. And we were going to be doing the workout when she would say what moves, you know, press play on the boombox because we brought a boombox. I don't know why we didn't the studio, but at the time. Yeah. We had to play on the boom. <laughs> okay. And the whole point was you can't walk into the screen. You have to pretend you're in a studio room. So Evan, I could see it in his eye. So now we're supposed to be doing the move. So, you know, they were asking more questions. And of course, she's being incredibly, you know, just hard. She's a great interview. You know, she always says like great key phrases about like the workout that rocks out, you know, explaining like why we started it, and the ethos of punk rock and all this. 
And then they'd be like, okay, well, let's show some food. And they press play on the, the box and that. So everything was fine. And then I was like, Andrew's about to end. Christopher Peter says to Maura, he says, well, where do you think you're going to be taking this? It seems like, you know, what's going to be next for punk rock aerobics? It seems like it's getting really big. And Maura said, well, you never know. You never know what can happen. And then all of a sudden, Evan comes into the frame with a boombox and smashes the boombox. With the brick? <laughs> it's like a scene from a movie. And then the police escort comes in and has to take me with him, walk, walk us to a bank machine in the building for Evan to take out money to pay for the boombox. Oh, I love to see this footage. I have it. I'll send it. It's got to be on YouTube somewhere, right? Yeah. It might be. I might have to upload that to YouTube. But That's yeah. awesome. I like that story a lot. I, so when, when I've been watching your your aerobics shows, you said something that you ask of all, you say you ask everybody, you say, you ask about Henry Rollins. Oh, yeah. Why do you ask about Henry Rollins? Because I think he's the perfect oxymoron of punk rock and fitness. Because he was, to oh, me, he was the first person that was, you know, a punk rock hero, but he would be doing yoga back and he would bring weights to show them without caring about his body. For me, he symbolizes a lot of things. A real cheese model about punk rock, which I can't stand. But then also, it's a little thing about fitness. I mean, like, it is like six pack. I got a six pack and nothing to do. I mean, what's funnier than the fact that, like, we would do sit ups and six pack and do not six pack. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he, to me, was a quintessential oxymoron of punk rock. Interesting. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure why you brought that up, but now I get it. I feel like it's so obvious, but I'm just, it's so not. People are like, why are you, you know, why do you want to ask me that? Well, he's kind of the he's he's kind of the father of punk uh, rock world. <laughs> I mean, he really is because he actually, you know, he did care so much about his body and health, and that was not really. Now I really yeah. appreciate him, Ross, because he's done wonderful things as like a human being and just yeah, yeah. a lot of really cool organizations and efforts. And, huh. uh, no, so now I think he's great and he's inspirational to right. me because I want to be fit and old and rocking. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it, it was funny because I was actually thinking about him the other day with all the political crap going on. And I, and I remember the song he did, Liar. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, God, that's such an anthem for freaking today. Have you it's heard that song, Liar? Yeah. You should hear it. It's, yeah, uh, he yeah. talks about, it says about how being a liar is almost like the most evil thing you can be, the way he portrays it in the, in the video. It's fast. It's a really great video. Huh. Um, but anyways, it's just him screaming, I'm a liar. That's really, you're right. That's it's really telling for these yeah. times. I want to ask you about your music. Are okay. you writing? Are you playing? Are you? Yeah, I am. Are you, you recording? Said well, I said it in my head, maybe. But oh. Oh, let's so see. what is this? Is this a forty-five? Yes. Oh my that god! That is awesome. So here's a really. I love story. that you're doing vinyl. First of all, that's great. Oh, Oh, well, how old is it? It couldn't be that old. So, me and Chris Cole from Buffalo Town put a record out right when Comfort World was just happening. But we did it. Um, and we toured it in 2005. We went to Europe. And we were planning on getting in the studio and doing another one, but COVID. So, now I've just been recording at home. And he's recording at home. We're planning on putting something out. Sweet. That's great. And the Monsters are probably coming <laughs> kind up. Of I love how it says Stanley Inspiration. He has like a, you know, Stanley. Yes, I do. Where Where does the name Hilkin come from? It's Norwegian. Uh, I like it. It's interesting. Is it short for something? Yeah. Hilkin. Hilkinowitz. Hilkinowitz. I don't think that's that's not very. 
Is that the weirdest name ever? Oh, it's like my father's Italian. I like it. It's 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 unique. I feel like I didn't have a chance. <laughs> you blame it all on your name? <laughs> Hilkin Mancini. What was the other name for a, a lyric we had? I remember. I have to listen back on this. Thank you very much for letting us come in and talk to you. I'm sorry that I have to No, it's okay. This is this is the way it is sometimes. Those little breaks actually were... Well, it was interesting because that, that doesn't happen all the time, but I liked it because it was like... You came back and it had a cadence almost. Where it was like this little section, a little section. Yeah. And actually, we kind of we connected actually almost two years ago, I think. Yeah, I know um, what happened. It just life happened. It's just you know. Well, you know, I think it's fitting that we end up with a Prince song here because we saw your Prince in one of your little. Uh, oh my God! That's his third grade. We thought is that his is that his third grade picture of him with the mustache? I think that's. I love that. These are my two loves. <laughs> Prince and my husband. Yeah. I love how your husband has the actual crown. <laughs> That's so funny, I know. Because he's the real prince. Yeah. That's hilarious that you talked about. How embarrassing. What else is incriminating evidence? Oh, we found several embarrassing things in here. I'm not sure we want to bring it up, though. Yeah, there's Nora. She's the co-founder. You know, it's funny. I think the Mary Lou Lord, did she used to busk in Harvard Square? Oh, yeah. So Lisa Bastoni. Lisa Bastoni is a singer-songwriter, and she said she ran into Mary Lou when she was busking in Harvard Square, and she would sit there and listen to Mary Lou a lot while she was busking. Mary Lou Lord, this is so weird. I mean, not 100 years now. Mary Lou Lord would be like, oh, do you want to go to Charlie's, the Green Street Grill yep. restaurant? And Central Square. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm going to go to a acoustic show there. I'm going to go see this guy. I'm like, oh, it's Elliot Smith. <laughs> like, oh, this guy, I went to go see Cole play at the Rat, and the whole time I was there, this crazy woman on stage was Cornelia. Yeah. It was like, where's fucking Mary Lou Lord? Kick him, punch him in the face. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like scared. <laughs> so I go to this record store because I work down the street. This from crazy Michigan. LA woman coming to. So I go into the record store and I'm like, God, I saw the show last night. It was like so scary. This woman was like, no, Mary Lou. Like, no, Mary Lou. Like, no, Mary Lou. They're like, oh, that's that's Cornelia. She's like, I'm like, why does she want to come out here? Like, they date the same guy that I like her. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, who's that? And so you should talk to her. Well, yeah. that, I know. You should talk I, about that exact story. Yeah. yeah, you should. Well, you know, I think that's a that's a badge of honor to want to see that uh, whole one to kick your ass. So I was like scared. I was like, oh my god. So I, I would have been scared, scared too. Oh, and the whole reason I went to that show. Let me tell you how much that show. I was obsessed with getting signed. I wanted a record deal. Yeah. So bad, and my friends just got signed to Caroline records so i was like i'm gonna see this other band in Caroline. maybe i can get on Caroline. and i went to the rat to see this band not because i had heard of literally there were five people that the rat for whole yeah and i was just there because i was like What's everybody Caroline? played there yeah <laughs> thank you very much yeah we would like to thank Hilkin for talking with us. We have several websites to send you to. 40thSouthStreet.com, that's F-O-R-T-Y, SouthST.com, for her vintage clothing store. 
girlsrockboston.org for more info on that great program. And don't forget punkrockaerobics.com to get punk healthy. Finally, for her music, check out shepherdessband.com and themonsieurs.bandcamp.com. And don't forget, Above the Basement has been nominated for two 2020 Boston Music Awards, Music Podcast of the Year, and Live Music Stream of the Year. Go to bostonmusicawards.com forward slash vote to vote. Go to abovethebasement.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, listen and subscribe to our podcast, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and look at all the nice pictures we post on Instagram. We are everywhere. From all of us at Above the Basement, thank you for listening, tell your friends, and remember, Boston music, like its history, is unique.